It's a good show. Beyond Yacht Rock, Yacht and Yacht, Volume 70. My name is J.D. Riznar. Hi, I'm Hollywood Steve. I'm Dave Hunter. You wrote them in. You said, is this a song Yacht Rock or Yacht? And we're going to tell you by rating them on the Yachtsky scale. Songs 50 and over are Yacht Rock songs. Under 50 are Yacht. We're going to each score them on a 0 to 100 scale, average them together. That's how we get our numbers. It's all based on, <laughs> it's all based on jazz and R&B influence. Who were the personnel? Are they the golden session players of the Yacht Rock era? Uh, what? When did it come out? That helps too. And is it about a fool? All these things make it strong. And whatever the else we fucking decide yeah. at any moment. That's fucking yeah. right. Because we invented the term yacht rock, so we're the masters. We're, we're the arbiters. So, eat shit, other people. And welcome to the podcast. Song number one: Loggins and Messina. Vahivala, vahivala. Um, Who wrote this in? I think I, I don't know if anybody did or if. Oh, <laughs> this you? You, know what, you know what? This is from the um, this is from the the serious playlist that we haven't yasked yet. And I listened to it and I thought we wouldn't just like throw it away as a yacht. We should listen to it and talk about it because it's interesting. It's a yeah, because I I had just been recently thinking about how interesting it would be to to talk about this one. Even like, it's 1971, so it's way too early. It's from Loggins and Messina's debut album, Sitting In. Uh, but, you know, even though we preach over and over that lyrics about sailing don't make a song Yacht Rock, we'd be lying if we tried to say that the Loggins and Messina sailing aesthetic had nothing at all to do with the naming of the genre, because Full Sail is literally the album I hold up in my first intro segment to visualize the concept of Yacht Rock. And they're like, even like the very first shot of the show, like you can also see the best of Loggins and Messina as we push in on me. I rewatched yeah. it just. Yeah, that album cover definitely helped uh, name the genre. Yeah. Even though you're not going to find probably any yacht rock on it. You are. You are really? You aren't. You aren't. Okay. You are not. And there's a lot of that. A lot of like a, a lot of acoustic folksy guys. That will, I'll mention one later in the show. Have like boat on the boat album covers, and it just isn't yacht rock stuff inside. But this is a really interesting song, though. Yeah, like it's like you can still you, the folk influence is still you know very obvious here because that's what they were. They were a folk duo at bottom. This but feels like a Logan song because it doesn't have a ton of like Spanish guitar on it <laughs> or like slide <laughs> guitar. Anyways, none of that poco shit. Yeah, we, we always there's this Caribbean breakdown in the middle, which is usually wrong. But I think in this context, it feels less cheesy and it feels more kind of forward-looking and ambitious because we all come back to the idea that you can't light a campfire on a yacht and there's doing all this folk shit. But this does not feel like simple hippie campfire music to me. Like, it's almost proggy. I was surprised to revisit this song and see that it was less than five minutes because in my head, it feels like this prog folk sailing epic because it's got this whole other section yeah. in the middle. Like... These guys have a vision for something that doesn't exist yet. Is I think what I'm trying to get at here. Right. It's a good. It's a good proto song. Yeah, it's a great proto yacht song. I think "Sailing the Wind" off of um, "Full Sail" is also a good proto yacht one. It's got a weird, kind of a weird atmospheric kind of vibe to it. Yeah, we use that in the 
in the first episode of the show too. Sailing mm-hmm. the wind. Yeah. Are these guys? Are these guys having a, a wacky fun time on this song? You think this might be a wacky coconut? That's pretty close. I yeah. think so. I think they're getting off the boat on Vahavala. Mystical. It's a mystical coconut. But I, I am going to. Is anybody wearing bananas? In the uh, anywhere in the album, in the in the shots. I, I don't know. You can. Um, all right, I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna look guy. up guys wearing bananas and see <laughs> if I get lucky. Steve, any more fun facts? Uh, oh yeah, I looked up where the term Vahivala came from. It's just a made-up word Kenny liked the sound of, so he decided to make it sound like this mythical island paradise that Perfect. people sailed to. <laughs> I, I That's ha- my log. I have something else to say about this one. This one very much. Came out of San Francisco 100%. Yeah, that guitar part you just heard there was could very be a, San Francisco. This could be a Grateful Dead song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're jamming. Uh, I'll throw some respect to the log and the proto and have to give it a 40. That's exactly what I was saying. That was the same number I had in my head. Steve, can you make it a 40 all the way around? He said 40. I, just, I, I was the one who said that. I'm not. What? I was the one who said that sounds exactly right. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't me. Oh. Because. See, you can't even tell our, pro- our voices apart. Um, I don't think I'm going to give it a 40. What? That's cool. That's fine. That's fine. I was thinking 10 lower. Okay. 30. Because. 30? Yeah. Okay. There was. I don't know. You guys really liked that Grateful Dead song, and there was something about it that was too jammy for my taste for Yacht Rock, but it's cool. 37.5. <laughs> Song number two, written in by Hunter, oh, this my guy's, friend Hunter over this guy's here. Smart. Uh, Have you guys listened to this? Did you guys give it a good listen? No, not yet. I this gave it one listen. Real thing, story of my listen. life. Story of my life by Real Thing. Yep, the band Real Thing. See, I, I, wanna, I want you guys to, you know. I no, thought it was the song. I listened to it enough to. I did make a judgment on it. That's fine. I was hoping this was off of the uh, Faith No More album, no, Real no. Thing. No. So I, I, listened, I listened to that. Um, it's good. Not Yacht Rock, though. Tell us about this song, Hunter. This sounds like... On the boulevard. I'm just waiting for Dave to, like... Well, I'm, I'm watching a spark flicker in his eye. Okay, so so that, that was probably the Yachty's part. So anyways, I asked about this because I realized Billy Ocean's connection to Yacht Rock was through Nigel Martinez. Oh, it's not just through his last name. Yes. If there is a connection, it's through Nigel Martinez. Um, This is Nigel on percussion. uh, This is his first big opportunity when he joined the the band The Real Thing or Real Thing. I've seen it written both ways. There were uh, UK funk and soul outfit. Um, and I think the British Nigel had uh, some chops to bring uh, even these guys close to the boat because they didn't really have much. This was the closest thing I found, and this is when I think this is right when he joined. This is off the album Saints and Sinners from 1979. Um, so after this gig, to dive further on Nigel, um, after this gig and before producing basically all of Billy Ocean's albums, he was picked out of obscurity and brought under the wing of Al Jarreau. To be his touring drummer in Germany. Um, 
So right around, I would say probably 78, 79, late 70s. Um, and then he started producing Billy Ocean uh, after Billy Ocean's first hit song. Uh, he got a chance to work with some players like uh, Brought to America. Got to work with some players like George Benson, uh, Herbie Hancock, and Rufus, to name a few. Yeah, what I'm hearing in this is, is, is a song that wants to be a disco song. And uh, that's all I can hear is the disco strings and the dance beat. Um, and the, the groove, the groove and dance beat. Um Smoother than most. It's also laid back for a disco song. This though. is disco slow dancer. Not really up tempo. <laughs> it's a disco slow dancer. They, those exist. Listen, Steve, you didn't say you gotta grab right your grab your happy. lady by the butt and do a little slow dance in the disco. That happens. It's definitely disco slow. I could see the I could see the disco ball light spinning and everybody doing their slow dance. Yeah, I was at a punk rock show a couple weeks ago and they had a disco ball. I don't know if I'd use that as a. No, but I can see the I can see the Saturday Night Fever lights and the costumes and anyway. Uh, do you hear the good? Do you hear the good corn section in this? Like, I hear good things. This is this here. It's a nice groove. I could I can give it a forty-five. It feels more like it like a jazz fusion type. It feels like a jazz fusion band and, trying to score an R and B hit. And they me. were and they were not at all. They were like a funk, like funk and soul, like okay. strictly, but yeah. British. To right. me, they so not quite. This sounds a little bit like the Imperials to me. What? The Christian rock band? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, were they the ones that do that on the Boulevard song? No. No. <laughs> oh, who did that one? Dave, that's Manhattan, the Manhattan transfer. transfer. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm more Manhattan transfer and, that. And era. Um, Manhattan transfer sounds nothing like this. That song does. Everybody see. To me. See, well, it's not a goddamn disco listen, song. I'll tell you that much, <laughs> I'm happy with this choice. I don't know if this is on the boat. I don't know what my score is. Hunter, your song is tearing us apart. <laughs> this flummoxed you so much. Makes me happy that I got this. Anybody want to give a number? I'll go 30, I, I gave my number. 38. 38 from Dave. I think, I, for me, I think this is on the boat. Not too far, but I'm, I want to put it on the boat, and I'm going to put it at a 55. Five? I'm giving this a 50 for these guys. Uh, and it's got a 47. Perfect. Perfect. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. Next song. Another one of my choices. By D.E. Griffin at DeGriffin87. Paulino da Costa is yacht royalty. Let's get him on the boat in his own right. I submit seeing is believing. Featuring the champ. Hashtag yacht and yacht. So, uh, I submit the song we used in Yacht Soul episode 40. Super fan D.E. Griffin. Who didn't listen to Yacht Soul? I can't believe these people <laughs> haven't heard every episode of the podcast, and they're still into us. That's great. Maybe that's why they're still into listen, us. Listen, I can't remember songs from three episodes ago. <laughs> Wait a minute, that was two episodes ago. What the Imperials? No, the Boulevard. No, don't worry about no, it. No, that was Yacht York. Yeah. That was a long oh, really? time ago. No, we just we, we just it um, came up again recently. Yeah, we just oh, yeah, did, we, lightning, we did lightning round it because I had it on a Sergio Mendez album. I remembered. Um. Okay, so yeah, so this was in Yacht, Yacht Soul episode forty. Go go check that out. Uh, we didn't do a number, so it deserves a number. Um, All the songs from Yacht Soul deserve a number. And just so we're clear, it introduces you to the theory that percussion is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when that theory it's was true. developed. It's true during this song. 
Um, we also have, uh, and then I just copied and pasted what I wrote for the rest, which is we also have Yacht Soul Star- Stalwarts, Michael Boddicker, Gregory Filling Games, and Yacht Rock Trumpeteer uh, Chuck Finley and guitarist Larry Car- Carlton on this. Mm. What you call Bonanza personnel, especially because it's an album by Paulino da Costa, who is the most prolific percussionist, I would say, in pop music history. I would guess so, yes. I would guess so. I mean, there's a couple guys that approach him, like that Ralph McDonald we mentioned in yeah. the last episode. But as far as the music we cover, Paulino is everywhere. And so if you notice, the drums and the percussion is mixed particularly high in this song as well. Hey, why don't you uh, bump up the drums a little bit? Come on, Paulino. Come on. Come on. It's my album. My Come name's on. on the album, man. Come on, please. Let's do this. It doesn't sound good, though. Come on, it's me, though. It's Paulino. Um, but that guy can really move his hips. I kind of want to hear the... Is hips, there a Larry Carlton guitar solo in this song? As you recall? I'll look for one. It'll be coming up soon. There it is. Ooh. Ooh, it's a hot Giro-type scat from from the champ. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this is the champ is singing this because Paulina da Costa, he he makes noise with sticks and drums and stuff. That was champ and scat. I wonder if there's any if he's ever had a scat off with Giro. <laughs> <you> think, <laughs> yeah, but not the kind you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. Oh, okay. That's a new like episode it. of Yacht Rock. Champ and Andrew having the scat off. This song's kind of special. I can give the song a 74. Yeah, I can put it that high. That champ scat thing, man, I think that's special. I think that's... I'm going to put it at a 68. It's weird, because I, I would also... I can also see people slow dancing to this in the disco, but it's like... <laughs> J.D., I want to ask you this, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way, but did you watch a movie today where people were slow dancing in a disco? No, but will somebody please fucking send Dave a goddamn movie of people slow dancing in a disco because they didn't just fast disco dance You know the song More Than a Woman? Oh, yeah. Boom! It's funky drum beat. Jesus! It didn't sound anything like the song that we just heard. No, it didn't. Somebody... The scatting is so wonderful. I, I gave the song a 73. Dave? Um... Listen to all those percussion instruments he starts the song off with. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Is this the first song on the album? Anybody have any idea? I, I think so. This one doesn't move me as much. How could this song not move you? It's impossible. I don't know. I, I'm really... packed with percussion. I'm if, really boring. anything, this would move move you, like, you know, my, my foot is tapping. I, I, I notice it under the table. Uh, 60... Listen to that champ. Go 64. This might be the champ's finest moment, especially with that scat in there. Could be, man. I got to listen to this song at full volume. Let me go to that scat again before you give the number. Do we? Have, do you have the average now? I do. Just be quiet for doing the scat. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You see, you hear how loud the percussionist mixed? 
and how low that sweet ass cat is yeah. mixed. No wonder why nobody's heard of this Polino album. It's uh, it gets a little bit louder when he goes on, but it's it's still way way under the, the bongos. <laughs> it's a Polino album. Yeah, listen, the guy it, gets one let's, album. Let's, let's listen to the. End, I think this the album's called Happy yeah. People. The champ laid this scat track down, and then he went out to the bar, got fucking wasted. It's like I just did the best vocal performance of my fucking life. I'm the champ. Woo! He had the best. He had a great night, and then he heard the album, and it's like, oh, did he man. just did he just scat through a key change? No, it was right before that. Mm. <laughs> let's just, let's just listen to it. Yeah. No. Oh, he didn't quit. Yeah, he, yeah. He even, let the chord. He let the. He let it happen. Even the chimes. Are... <laughs> Jero would have been. He would have done the the chord change. But anyway. Well, that's why probably that's why Jero key change refused to be on this album. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a sixty nine point seven five. That's yacht. Here's an important one to do. Kid Charlemagne by Steely Dan. What is this from? It's, oh, Royal okay, go Scam. ahead, Steve. What is Oh, Hunter. Well, I, I just wrote pretty much all of Steely Dan is on this song, <laughs> and it's from the Royal Scan from 19, Scam from 1976. Larry Carlton is also playing guitar on this. This, Larry was, this was submitted by Calvin Cusick oh. at Calvin the Human. Thank you, Steve. And he said... He said Steely something. Dan? Kid Charlemagne? <laughs> Steve, uh, you had a thought on this. My question is, is this an essential Yacht Rock song? Absolutely not. No. For a song to be essential, <laughs> it, it has must... to score one. It has to score 90 or above. Uh, it, should, it should meet all the basic parameters we laid out. Oh, it does, though. 76. It's just too... Fuck, it's not essential. Might be higher than I think it is, though. They also it's higher than essential. I mean, oh. um, this is there's also like I've talked about this before. There's like a shift in the quality of recording that happened sometime between this album and, and other music. Now I'm just talking about like music wow. in general. There's a dirtier recording sound here that somehow gets smoothed out. They somehow some technology changed. Um, I'll give it a 94. You know, I, I, I'm... Why is this essential? The drums on this are awesome. Is this Picaro? Did anybody look up the personnel? I couldn't find it. Okay. All I could find that was... Uh, the drums on this are awesome. Um, it could be a, a number of, of great drummers. Um, this, this, to in the, the guitar, cool. the guitar, everything is right on this. And I'm usually harsh on on Steely Dan. They don't go, they don't stray too far from. Uh, yeah, jeez, yeah. Like it's got, this uh, thing is my pro- here's a, here's here's another reason why I don't think it's essential. You got the personnel? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. 
Fender Rose is Don Grolnick. Hmm. Uh, the Honer Clavinet is played by Paul Griffin. Bass is Chuck Rainey. Drums is uh, Bernard Pretty Purdy. Oh, for the Purdy Shuffle. And uh, background vocals include Michael McDonald, Vanetta Fields, Clyde e. King, Ooh. and Shirley Matthews. Vanetta Fields is Vanetta Gloud. Yep. Michael That's McDonald's on background vocals in this song? Yep. Is it, are you looking at just the song or the album? I'm looking at the Wikipedia entry for Kid Charlemagne, the song. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the album, and... Um, there's a whole lot of other drummers. Every part of this, I feel like nails. Caro isn't one of them. Oh, Tim Schmidt was a guest artist. It's okay, guys. Um, my pro- another problem I have with it names. is that it's it's a little too uh, dark and doomy. Like even for Yacht York, it's dark. I think we considered this for Yacht York, but it was just no. You, it was a diff- it was it was uh, it coming home. Feel- as no, no, we smooth. didn't put it in, but I, we can. I considered something off Royal Scam, but oh. like Royal Scam is just so dark. I want to give this an eighty-two. This to me, this this oh, is yeah, like yeah, that's right. Of course, McDonald's in this. Yeah, yeah, if, if, yeah. That and like to me, a young Jeff Picaro heard this and went, "That's a fucking shuffle I'm gonna do." Well, they made him do it. He didn't want to do it. Like he he was he was self conscious about his shuffle, and I think Steely Dan played him some. Like they played him this song. Yeah, and he, it's the Purdy Shuffle. You, you watch the making of Asia. Bernard Purdy's on there explaining how the Purdy Shuffle works. And I think Jay Graydon might have listened to this guitar in this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of elements. There. All right, I'll go 87. 80. I'm I'm going up. I'm going up to 89. I I'm not gonna make it essential, but I'll put it up there. Steve, uh, you, you get to answer your own question, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna put it at. I'm gonna make. I'm also gonna score it essential. I'm gonna give it a 93. And it's got that great keyboard on the beginning. Of yeah, it. yeah. Was that the uh, the music bed for the first episode of Yacht Rock? No, it's. It was in there somewhere. Uh, maybe I don't. It, it was. Um, Let's stream the whole thing now. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, do you want to hear the score? Yeah. 90.75. That's Yacht Rock. So when somebody asks you, what is Yacht Rock, you play Kid Charlemagne. That's like 1976, like recorded yeah. in 1975. I feel like that laid down a pretty good roadmap for a lot of elements. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. I didn't at first. That's why we have conversations. Mm-hmm. Stowaway at Steelaway wrote this one in. This hit in 1977, number 11 at 78, features Dewey Bounce, an album session work by Leland Sklar on bass, Helen Oates, Russ Kunkel on drums, and also husband of Nick Nicholas Larson. His Jackson Browns are running an empty hashtag yada yada. Man, I turned on my headphones, didn't help. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help how at steel underscore away underscore talks. Got a great Jackson Brown at a concert story. Well, you went to. A concert with Jackson Brown? No. Oh. Uh, my friend went to the concert, realized Jackson Brown was right in front of him, blowing farts all night, and it <laughs> smelled terrible. Three days later, he went to Chili John's in Burbank and saw him again. <laughs> I love that you have stinky fart and shit stories about Jackson Brown and David, David Crosby. Crosby yeah. You know, his, uh, that's not his actual last name. That's his nickname. Yeah. 
from his underwear. <laughs> yeah, from his uh, from his launderer. Um. <laughs> I, you know, before you get started, Steve, I actually replied to this one on Twitter too, and I was like, because this guy was so convinced that this had a doobie bounce. Which it does not have a Dewey Bounce. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, to me, this is like a driving rock beat. Exactly. Kind of obscure. I mean, there's there's a little bounce in the piano, but it's kind of obscured by. Like, this is the kind of song you put on when you're hitting the highway trying to beat the traffic rush out of Vegas on a Sunday when you're dehydrated and hungover and you want to get the fuck back to LA. Yeah. You're running on empty and you got to. The relative obscurity of the 101 freeway. Pedal to the metal. You know, the thing about the, like, the shuffle and the Doobie Bounce is usually by the chorus, it. It like stops a little bit uh-huh. and then picks back up again. This just like keeps going. Straightforward, yeah. This is gone. Like it's like you let. Here's the bridge after a couple verses and choruses. Um, the other thing this guy says is like, hey, Leland Sklar's on bass, Russ Kunkel's on drums. How often do we really see those names? Like I wouldn't call them. They're not they're Bonanza kind of like, yacht personnel. Yeah, they're kind of like pre-yacht studio aces. Who, who's well, the guy that you like, that you said last time um, in the last one? But like Uncle Kunkel, Bob Glob, Leland uh, Sklar Leland was on Sklar. a lot of shit during the era. But I feel like he was playing like with like other very famous artists. Like they just Elton played John's. with they just played with rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it bled into yacht rock. Yeah. But they weren't like ex- they were primary. Yeah, they're they're hired guns. They can do a lot of different styles, and they come in because they have a good relationship with a producer or sometimes even a, a studio or a label. Um, anything else, Steve? Perhaps a, a bout of conscience you've had about a Jackson Brown song? I, I have Doctor Conscience. I yeah. We we all know I'm I'm extremely hard on singer songwriters who try to get on the boat. Because they're individual auteurs. Their big selling point is always the lyrics. It's about Their songs are about the poetry. And Yacht Rock is a collaborative form that relies on a team of skilled experts to really pull off properly. Like, those are the guys who study music theory, not poetry, in, in you know, whatever, whatever career training they had. Uh, so I don't bad. think this is a Yacht Rock song at all. Now, no. that said, I may have been wrong about somebody's baby. Which would have been on the boat had Steve not given it a 40. I may have been wrong about that one. It bounces. Oh, it's a wonder. I've listened to it a few more times since then. Ooh. That's a, you earned the nickname. that one right? You earned the nickname The Anchor off that. There are corrections that can be made on the Yowski list, but they're few and far between because it's a very accurate list. Remarkably so. But we have talked about doing a re-rate episode at some point. Put me down for a, a 35 on this song. 25. This sounds like something. It's just like one of those thunderclap Newman. It sounds like end of Layla. If Messina, yeah. It sounds like yeah. Bob Seger meets the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I, Messina yeah, could you have been to get rolled away. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, and it's live version. No, I think there's just clapping on it. Maybe I, I think know. no. I think this album, big group of people in the studio, had a, some live stuff on it, and and this, but this was that was a stu- studio one, and then no. that like led into some other stuff. It was like a greatest hits album, I think, like a not like a laugh hot. track on a sitcom. <clears throat> so I th- I'm gonna g- yes, or like a laugh track on Mash. Didn't he do the song about being on the road? Yeah, that song. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's no. Bob Seger. No, well, no, or Willie Nelson. About, about roadies. God damn it. What's the name of that song? I don't know. We're not Where he starts right loadout. 
Is that the, the really long one? Yes, where end? he starts doing the, oh, won't you? He starts yeah, doing the, like st- the loadout, and then he he does a medley of, 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 of class. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, the loadout. That feels like the prequel to that song. Anyways, I'm giving it a 23. Yeah, I was thinking exactly 23 also. Great song, not yet. 26.5. Uh, this one's written by Eric Helene, coiner of the term arc rock that we flushed on the toilet. Is, uh, <laughs> at Eric F. Helene, L H E L I N. He's got good instincts. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and smart, he wrote some smart. Guy. His article was uh, very informative. This is Randy Newman, Miami. Okay, so this is off uh, Trouble in Paradise, which is Bonanza. So let me name some names. Personnel wise, it is. Yes. Uh, he's got Nathan East on bass, Jeff Ficaro on drums, David Page on Rhodes and organ, Dean Parks and Steve Lukather on guitars, Michael Boddicker on synth, and Lenny Castro on percussion. Hey. Unfortunately, it also has Randy Newman on vocals, and he wrote these songs. Yeah, you know, That's why I'm hard on singer-songwriters. I like feel that goddamn Michael right McDonald. I feel like Randy Newman probably gets asked a lot, like, yeah, Trouble in Paradise, what does that mean? What does that title mean? This is your most famous album. What does it mean? And he, and he probably gives a bunch of dumb answers, but what he should say is that he was dancing in a yacht paradise with these people he was inviting into a studio. The trouble was... Yeah, he wrote the song. You, you know, I just kind of realized that I don't, I don't remember all the songs, but with Miami and then I Love L.A. and then we did the Christmas in Cape Town, mm-hmm. all these songs are about places... Like warm places that would somebody m- might consider paradise. Oh man, all Randy Newman does is pick a in this era is like pick a town and noodle a song about it. But I'm he saying got a song called Baltimore. Yeah, like, he just, this is some stuff I saw when I was in Baltimore. He has great songs about Ohio, but then right. this I think on this particular album he may have multiple. <laughs> he may have had some. I think these may have been songs about like from Cincinnati beach, beach areas, East Columbus. <laughs> Columbus, Columbus, Cincinnati. That getting, getting, great, this, getting spaghetti. Getting, wait, what getting did they do there? Chili spaghetti. Putting chili on spaghetti. Crossing that acting Canton line. <laughs> Rolling into Wadsworth. In the north, they talk like Michiganders. In the south, they talk like hillbillies. Ripman, Doylestown, <laughs> East Doylestown. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> See that little dog there? You know, it's, 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 it's the stuff he sees. See that homeless guy? He's down on his knees, yeah. just like in I Love L.A. Because it's trouble in paradise. Uh, I'm this, in Ohio and I see a tree. This might be his yattiest song. Boy, that's not saying much. No, it's not. I will go 30, and that is based but solely there, on person. There are some elements to this where I was like, you know what? It's getting there. And then, then all of a sudden you really it's, started diving deep, and I'm like, wait, no. No, it's, no it's that bing, 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 bing piano that kind of, like, ruins it. I it's can't like believe show, it. show tune piano and his imitation of uh, Louis Armstrong. That's the whitest Louis Armstrong I've ever heard. Yeah, I can't believe like I'm in Ohio. New Orleans. Look at, look at those three people in front of a house over there. Sorry, I'm sorry. I got to... I can't also, stop imagining being in Ohio through Randy Newman's eyes. This chorus sounds like circus music also. It's not. Don't you remember how Randy Newman opened up Major League? The movie Major League about the Cleveland Indians talking about how shitty Cleveland, Ohio was? <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, 
I'm in a Kmart in Toledo, and there's a circus <laughs> set up in the parking lot. Oh, it's not a circus. They're just selling couches. <laughs> Is Under. that a Davenport? I'm going to sit on it. I'm giving this a 30 with Dave. 33, actually. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 30 for the personnel only. I'm going to give it a 17. Uh, the anchor strikes again. 27.5. <laughs> You know, I want to tell a quick story about Vistaprint. The uh, first company I worked for, when I, first real job I had when I, when I moved out to L.A., uh, they were too cheap to give me business cards, and man, it would have really helped me. So I made my own, and I remember showing somebody after I made them, and they said, I said, uh, hey, look at these, are business cards. Oh, yeah, I made them myself. Oh, I can tell. That's what they said to me. <laughs> So, you know where I went to? I went to Vistaprint, oh. and I got new business cards, and they helped me out a lot, and I had to come out of my own pocket. But <laughs> it were a good price, because I went to Vistaprint. It also means they've been around for a long time, trusted business. Yeah. I'll tell you, in my professional world, I uh, frequently knock on people's doors and want to take photos of their houses for work. And uh, if I don't have a business card with me, they're not going to believe me. And even though I work for some pretty major companies, they uh, don't always supply me with my own business cards. So I go to Vistaprint to get them. And I haven't tested this, but I don't think they censor them. Like, if you wanted to put a big <laughs> cock and balls on your business card, I think they'll do it for you. Yeah, I don't see that in the copy anywhere. <laughs> personal anecdote. Yeah, it says right there, personal anecdote. Oh, you can put personal anecdotes all over your cards if you want. Yeah. And hand them out to strangers. <laughs> Vistaprint. What's your monkey company? Orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. You can go to Vistaprint to get business cards for fake businesses. Yeah, my, well, it's fake now until I get, until I get that yeah, Kickstarter Make going. it till you fake it. Rent your own monkey. Orangutan. <laughs> First place to go when, before you make it when you're faking it is Vistaprint. Your next big opportunity is coming right now, and all it takes to feel like you're ready to own that now is $10. That's a low price to have the confidence that you're always ready to make an impression or get seen in a new way. A custom card with the colors, fonts, designs, and images you choose. Vistaprint. Means you can look and feel like a big deal, whether you're a startup or a business with a century of history. And it doesn't have to be hard. That's exactly right, Steve. With Vistaprint. With Vistaprint, you can create a truly professional, unique card in minutes. You upload your own design or start one. Uh, start with your own professionally designed options. Vistaprint offers simple tools and a wide range of templates to choose from. You can pick the paper stock, you can pick the style, and you can pick the quantity. You choose your delivery speed. Now, who offers that? Your own delivery speed? Only Vistaprint. And receive your card in as few as three days. Vistaprint uses only carefully selected inks and responsibly sourced, sourced paper stocks. This Whoa. is vegan paper, guys. Dozens of designs that are just right for your business. Add your logo and contact information with just a few clicks. And you know you can use it on all your marketing going forward. Your satisfaction is 100 and, well, wait, 100. I'll just say 100. I don't want to guarantee anything more than 100% guaranteed or they'll make it right 
either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. Vista Print. Vistaprint wants you to do something great for your business right now. Right which is, now. Which is why our listeners get $500. $500 off their order? No. Oh. Let, let, me, let me finish. 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. What's that? $9.99. Say it again. $9.99. Use code YACHT. Say it one more time. YACHT at Vistaprint.com. That's code YACHT. Say it again. At Vistaprint.com. $9.99. YACHT. At Vistaprint.com. Y-A-C-H-T Yacht. Hi, folks. Bruso the Produso here. Here to talk about keeps for keeping your hair. Now, if you're anything like me, you got a decent set of hair, wavy, Hollywood Steve-esque. Maybe if you're like me, you're worried that one day you're going to look like that JD guy. Just completely clean on top. Well, that's why we have keeps. There are only two clinically proven medications that let you keep your hair. You get it. And now they're inexpensive and easy to get. Sign up takes less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions, snap a couple pictures of your head, and they're going to have a licensed doctor remotely review your information, recommend the right treatment for you. You won't even have to leave your couch, considering, or, you know, desk chair or hacienda, wherever you do your business. What Keeps does is they offer the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there, but they're cheaper, and now they're easier to get. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month, plus now you get your first month free. Yes, it really works, and yes, it's completely safe. And there's no reason to put this off any longer. You can stop your hair loss today, the easy way, with Keeps. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash yachtrock. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Yacht Rock. That's a free month of treatment at Keeps.com slash Yacht Rock. Keeps. Air today. Air tomorrow. All right. Here we go. Time for a segment, Seriously in Yacht, where we just go through Sirius's shittiest choices and give them low numbers in the Yachtsky score that they deserve. To help everybody know what, how they're being ripped off by subscribing to Sirius for this channel. Oh, uh, this, uh, this is a, uh, it's a Jimmy Buffett song. Close. It's a Marina Rock song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is and it's brought to you by Hookslide at Hookslide Twenty Three, who's done yeah, the, he's done the some hero's good work, work of listening to weeks and weeks and weeks of Sirius and writing down what they play and uh, filling in Yasky scores, so I can I could go in the spreadsheet and see what hasn't been Yasky yet, and we can fucking nail it to the toilet. Actually, he only listened to an hour of of. Of, uh, and multiplied by two weeks <laughs> of the X, of the Sirius XM uh, Yacht Rocks channel, and just listened to another week and went, "Yep, they just keep playing it over and over yeah, again." Yeah. Yep, that wasn't a mistake. Wow. Um, so this is uh, this is also actually was just written in by Bertie Higgins' son Julian. <laughs> also asked about this one. Yeah. He uh, social media says a lot, and it's like, "Please let my father be Yacht Rock." It's like your dad's great. He's one of the iconic pop songwriters of all time. Uh, Trap rock, classic soft rock. He's just all, not a all time. Wow. I mean, Bert, like we had it all. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bertie and Bertie and Bacall. Come on, Bertie, Bogie and Bacall. Come on. This is at least a forgivable mistake to make yes. because it's soft rock. It has a very ocean type feel. This is what most casual fans of the genre yacht rock would assume is yeah. yacht rock. They'll see a captain's hat, 
and uh, I don't know, some songs about pirates or... But, I mean, if you're listening to Bertie Higgins, you're listening to good music. Yeah. Yeah, I like Bertie Higgins. The problem is, this is just like, it's, it's like Buffett songwriting. It's, it's verse, chorus, verse. It's very simple. It's very around the campfire. Yeah, just, and you start throwing songs like this into the Yacht Rock playlist, all of a sudden you're watering down the quality of Steely Dan. As Steely Dan fans hear stuff like this, it's very simple. And it's like, this is Yacht, Steely Dan's not Yacht Rock. Yes, they are. They are. This isn't. This, this is ah. Uh, who said Steely Dan's not Yara? Besides oh, you. here's what happens. Here's what also J- happens. JD looks up oh. Twitter arguments. Yeah, you're not on Twitter anymore. Here's, so yeah. here's what happens, Hunter. You can tell so, how what kind of day JD's having. So Andy Richter, say Andy Richter goes on. <laughs> Wait, what? Say yeah. Andy Richter goes on Twitter and just goes like. Yacht Rock gives me an innie. Yeah, Yacht Rock makes me uh, not horny or whatever. And then, But then what you do, you go under there and you read all the comments and it's, it's just like. Just, there's always at least five people who are like, what's Yacht Rock? I've never understood what Yacht Rock is. Like, type it into fucking Google, you idiot. But then there's But guy then you go to Wikipedia, and it has half of these I know. people on there. And people, and I got, I, and I was telling you, I, I, then I, I can't help but inform people. No, that's not Yacht Rock. And then people are like, well, here it is in Wikipedia. And I'm like, they're just quoting it, like opinion pieces and reviews where people who had no idea what they're talking about were lumping the wrong bands into what Yacht Rock is. My, my favorite is when you say, okay, anyone from the class want to tell them what it is? Who wants to take this guy to school? And then yeah. no one responds. <laughs> people, people and, always and the respond. fact that the icon has my face on it, too, that's a lot of fun. People always respond, every time, because um, you guys are great. Uh, this song. I'll give this, a, I'll give this a 20. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'll go 25. I'll be, more, I'll be more forgiving and give it a, a, a 38. I get it. Because I get it. 35. It's from 1982. It's in the era. 29.5. Nope. But seriously, nothing but respect for Bertie Higgins. Yeah. I really enjoy his music. All right, I'm hearing acoustic guitar. It's Firefall, that's why. Oh, yeah, it's a soft country rock band. Just remember I love you from their album Lunacy. No. Lunacy. Yeah, like Luna, Moon Ocean. Like Luna Moon Ocean, sea. yeah. Yeah, like when, when a clever guy gets a boat and is having a bit like crisis and wants to name it something seafaring. Yeah. Like uh, Sea Deucer or something yeah. like that. So far, that's the yachtiest thing about this song. <laughs> I love Sea Deucer because Seducer is supposed to be sexy, but it sounds it? like somebody who takes shits in the ocean all day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here comes Birdie. He's a sea deucer. <laughs> See his ass hanging over port side? I, I don't know. He's kind of a gentleman to me. He doesn't really try to... No, no, no. He shits in the ocean all day. There was an Arrested Development joke like that, too. Uh, get rid of the C word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, this is awful. Fuck this song. This is a folk song, acoustic-driven. Nine. It says at least I like it's the, the era. underneath it, at least. Yeah, the groove isn't the worst thing. Uh, 12. I think Firefall, I'm not sure, but I think they might get a little closer as they go on. Yeah, I feel like... Don't quote me on that. Firefall has come up before, maybe in a conversation I had with with somebody that wasn't you guys. Hmm. Um, you know what? They, this song isn't available on Spotify. That's weird. But Luna C is. Oh, but it's the, blacked out. Oh, it must be like. But there's like three live versions of this song. Oh. Ah, Thanks that's for where they get you. Must be a songwriter issue. Who knows? 
because it was written by Michael McDonald. <laughs> uh, no, I'll give this. I, it's got a good. It's got a couple good things. That's not that bad. I'm gonna give it a 16. Ugh. Ugh, get this off your goddamn station, Jesus! I'll give, it, I'll give it a 32 out of respect for the groove. Play it once an hour on the bridge. This is a song for the bridge. Yeah. This is the bridge. What do we got? 17.25. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, fuck you. Dreams, rumors. No idea why people think Fleetwood Mac is a Yacht Rock band. No, I get it. I get it. They're soft and they're in the 70s. And they're very polished. Yeah, yeah this is polished. definitely a studio sound. But they do their own sound. They do their own thing. There's country, more country influence than jazz or R&B. I would say that they're closer to the Eagles than they are to the bulk of Yacht Rock. Yeah. Well, it's like that, a, it's that they certainly slept with more of the really Eagles <laughs> than the bulk of Yacht Rock. <laughs> um, I feel like these these guys are like a, a smooth studio Eagles. Yeah. And and I've I, I haven't complained about it, but Mick Fleetwood doesn't do a Jeff Picaro. He does he he's with his long ass legs. He just. He's too busy he making just clomps music. around on those things. Yeah, he's too busy making faces. <laughs> yeah. You watch Jeff Picaro do drums, it's all concentration. I don't know. I, I don't know what he looks like. He makes drums. sweet faces. He's the sweetest looking dude on the planet. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Yeah, a lot of headbands. Yeah. Um, looks like every member of the Cars. This <laughs> is bouncing. Is there no. the e piano no. at least? Is the e piano? It's like Rhodes, I think. 22. It's a Rhodes. Forty-one. I don't think No, thirty-one. It's just so slow. What am I I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy man. I, I was gonna give it a forty. Like I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's there. No, I don't like Fleetwood Mac. I love Fleetwood Mac. When I was making my wedding invitation, which ended up being a Simon and Garfunkel uh, parody, um, we were looking for albums that had two people on the front of them, and we pulled up the famous Rumors album cover. We're like, well, it's kind of perfect to recreate, but we both hated Fleetwood Mac so much we couldn't bring ourselves to do it. Um, fans out there, I would like you guys to make a compilation of every time Dave has talked about his wedding invitation on the podcast. Have I done that before? Oh my god, this is this is a, we we had a talk and we almost were going to rename the podcast Dave's Wedding Invitation and other stories. Oh, maybe then my wife would listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. Steve, do you want to give another? We didn't really have a talk. Yeah, and my wife does listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry, Michelle. No. Mrs. Light. Oh. You can say her name. I'm not. It's not like JD's kids. I'm not worried about people looking them up on the internet and being creepy. Did we all give numbers? Thirty-five. <laughs> uh, Wait for my window. We got a thirty-two. I'm confused by this one. So this is on Sirius XM. Sure is. This is another one that, like with the Dobie. Gray song. I don't know why it, well, here's, they picked it. It's chili whack, and for some reason, uh, everybody's got a, 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 a thorn in their craw that chili whack is a yacht rock song. Thorn, actually, what's, that, what's, that, what's that craw cliche? What is it? He's got a. It sticks in your craw. A stick in your. You got a stick in their craw. No, it sticks as a verb. It sticks in their craw. 
been, a stick is sticking in their crook. Anyway. So people think chili whack is yacht rock. So I actually, when I was looking for bone throws, I went through a bunch of chili whack songs, thinking I must be able to find one, and I didn't find any that I was confident enough to like use as a bone throw on the show because they're kind. I mean, they've got that like that studio God. polish. They've got that kind of. I don't this know, is awful. I guess corporate rock feel that people kind of look for sometimes when they're trying to find yeah, yeah rock. You know, this isn't like totally off base. Yeah, it's kind of bouncy. It's got it's got kind of a dumb doo wop bit in the beginning. Yeah, but it's but it's, it's not, not completely off. No, it's not as bad as like an America song or something. This feels like like they don't put the tubes on, but it feels like the same sort of thing. Like these guys, who are these? Who are, where are these guys from? I think they're Canadian. Canadian? Yeah, Chili Wax right. sounds Canadian. They I don't? think maybe we talked about it before, and I remember them being Canadian. Or is it just because of And chili? I don't know why, but they make me think of Dave Geddes. I think that's just because you like thinking about Dave Geddes. You know, I was talking a lot about Dave Geddes on Monday because it was we celebrated Labor Dave, and we're talking about famous Daves. So maybe it was just him and Dave Essex around my brain. Um, uh, these guys are from Vancouver. That, that I will, I will suggest that that is indeed in Canada. And uh, Chilliwack is also a town in British Columbia. Yeah, there. It is. That's why. Okay. So I didn't. It had a guitar solo, but I didn't like the sound of that guitar. It was grumbly. It's, it's close, but not. Mm, but also 30, very off. Thirty-two. Thirty-nine. 44. I like this song. It's weird, but I like it. Uh, I'm giving it fun. I'm giving it a 31. Uh, 36.5. That is Neat Yacht Rock. That's more defensible, though. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's, I can it's, see it's how somebody would, would arrive at yeah. that. Yeah. I texted these guys on Slack just before they came over America, and I said to them, I'm starting to get feelings about this song for the boat. I don't know. Talk me down, guys. The Eagles, I, one of these nights. I just ignored that when you wrote that. The Eagles. Oh, I didn't even see that. I said, not yet, but it's good. Oh, yeah, there it is, 828. Yeah. Oh, I was already here setting up. That's why I didn't see it. I, I saw it, and I just ignored it. I wasn't going to dignify it with a response. I wanted to hear live in the in the room why you thought that. So, as you can hear, this is a little funkier, a little more of an R&B song than most Eagles songs are. There's a little more soul to it. But then when it comes down to it, I will, I changed my mind since that. It's got that recording thing I was talking about with Kid Charlemagne where it sounds like a dirtier recording. Because it's from 1975? The vocals are yeah. tin canny. It's very, t- and the guitar yeah. sounds an awful lot like the guitar part from The Wall. Yeah, another freaking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's... Yeah. Oh, and that? Yeah. And, and you know, it's there's nothing that sophisticated about the arrangement so yeah. but it's closer than mo- many eagle songs yeah yes. this might go all the way uh, yeah, up to I'll seven and it, no but in fact we have a, i looked up i was curious how we were doing on the eagles and um there's one eagle song that's in the i can't tell you why it got a 41 that was a timothy b schmidt song yeah. though, wasn't it yeah um but <laughs> hotel california is a 7.17 because hunter gave it a 6.66 
and <laughs> Tequila Sunrise is a four and a half. This one is uh, it's better than that. Yeah, 22, 21. Oh, bored. <laughs> That's because we're listening 30, to the Eagles. 31. 24. Yeah, I'm struggling to get into 20 on this. I'm going to go to 19. It's 23.75. That's not. Uh, last one we'll be doing today. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and not Young on the spreadsheet. This is Young is in there. This is not Young. This is CSN from their album CSN from 1977. Just a song before I go. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Old. <laughs> this is this is a, one of those albums from the folk guys that were on, they're on a boat during the Yacht Rock era that makes you think, oh, well, they must be Yacht Rock because they're on a boat and they have a song called Southern Cross. Is there, should, is there a genre we can call boat folk or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. Boat folk, yeah. Because we need to put it somewhere, and this isn't even Marina Rock, I don't think. Um, so yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash. I, I don't. This is this. Wait, this is on the Sirius. They play this XM, on the Sirius XM Yacht Rock Yacht channel Rock station. because they're idiots. They're stupid people. I'm guessing that, that, that hate their audience. I'm guessing that's because they're like, well, Southern Cross is on there, so we can put any. Crosby, Stills, Nash song on there. Yeah. What do we have? Do we have anything that sounds like they're they're on the oceans? How about this one where they're on a boat on the cover? Oh, that's perfect. Hey, what's the most famous song on here? Just a song before I go? Slap it in. Let's do it. The other thing that happened on Twitter. That's your advice for everything. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars The Last Jedi, went on Twitter and said... Wait, he's uh, contacting the contact yeah. No, he's not Rock contacting too? us. No. no, they don't know we exist. He's telling you no. what Yacht Rock is? No, they don't know we exist. They're just using the term Yacht Rock, and uh, other people are bringing it to our attention. Wait, and he used the term? Yeah, he used the term. For and he was like, this, what was it? Something about how the whoever's doing the interstitials on the Yacht Rock station it. is killing it. It's killing it. And so that was even more of a nightmare because you, got, you go in the comments, not only do you get people going, Yacht, Yacht Rock is stupid, or... I, my favorite yacht rock song is uh, is uh, Madonna's "Like a Virgin." <laughs> yeah, and then you also get people going, um, "I hate Last Jedi. You ruined Star Wars." <laughs> so it's like a mix of all those. It just drove me crazy. I personally don't. I I'm not super in love with Last Jedi. I don't think it ruined Star Wars. No, it was no. pretty it was, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, it. It had some interesting ideas. Yeah, yeah it's hard like, to ruin Star Wars at this point. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, nobody's that mad about <laughs> Solo for some reason. I didn't, the I, fucking prequels because no one Star saw it. Well, yeah, I didn't see it because I I didn't like the 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 first one of the new trilogy. Oh yeah, and I said, was... motherfucker, this is four in a row that you've. You've got my money out of me. I'm not going to see the next one. <laughs> so I just didn't see it. Good. Good for you. Yeah, it, has been, it was four in a row. Anyway. And I didn't even hate the, that one. It was just it was just completely unoriginal. Yeah. And I just was like, I'm, I'll see the ninth one, but I'm not seeing the next one. Next one's super original. You can't say it's not original. So I'll see it on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Last Jedi is original. Visually stunning. 
that uh, the sword fight in the middle with the guards. Oh, oh yeah, you gotta see Last Jedi. Treat yeah, I'll get to it. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Suppose whatever. This is Ten. The Star Wars. Did we podcast. ever? I, I was gonna ask. Did we ever Yatsky Southern Cross? Yes, we did. It was in the Nyat Rock episode. Let's see what it got. JD, what, uh, what website are you using to look this up right now? Yadernyad.com. Wow, Ooh, Yadernyad. that's a good one. That's a good website. It got a 31.25. Some say the uh, only so website you need to determine what is Yacht or Nyat. Created, um, designed and built by Patrick Collegy at Handglobs. What a guy. Uh, I'm going to give okay. this. I'm mad about this one. I'm giving it a nine. Yeah, I should be. I, for some reason, I don't feel mad about this right now. It's because we stopped talking about it and started talking it's about very movies. Mellow. Oh yeah, um, but I should be mad. About, no, you know, I'm not mad about this one. It's bouncing a little bit. Twelve. I gave Southern Cross a thirty-three. Apparently, I'm going to give this a twenty. Wait, no, fifteen. <laughs> fifteen. Dave, did you give a nut? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said ten. Yeah, dumb dick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start asking everybody else for your number. <laughs> Let's see if they remember. I didn't remember. Eleven point five. That's Because all I hear from Dave now is stories about his wedding invitation. That's the only thing that stands out. And I'm just thinking about getting a boat because I got the perfect name for it. <laughs> <laughs> Send your Yacht or Nyat questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Hashtag Yacht or Nyat. Um, go to yachtornyat.com. We just said that. <laughs> Find the certified Yacht Ski playlist by following JD Rizner on Spotify. Archived by Samuel J. Hill at Shield the Voice. Playlist is archived on YouTube for you Google players. Uh, by Matt Bird. He's on Twitter at Wingnoit. And he'll tweet every now and then when he updates it. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram, like Yacht Rock on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, go to YachtRock.com for a very useful experience, theme of bumpers by Ocean, City Defender, thanks to producer Matt Brusso. He spelled Matt Brusso wrong. Well, he didn't know that. Brusso. Matt Matt didn't know that until you said it. Just making sure we're talking about the same guy. <laughs>